I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. Right, one, Mr. Miyagi time. <laughs> one, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi time. <laughs> Do you think that's what he called it when he was going, you know, downtown Leroy Brown? Honestly, I probably would. It's like, yeah, this is Mr. Miyagi time, Justin. <laughs> I definitely don't call it Edward time, let's just be for sure. Like, let's just get one. I mean, I don't with. really. Edward I don't, time I don't sounds give it a too name. Victorian. <laughs> Uh, hello, Edward. Time is it? <laughs> it, it? It sounds. It sounds very, very posh, dude. Like, <laughs> so we're uh, we're here recording today, not on the day we're going to release. But one of us forgot to release last week's episode. I didn't what forget to release. I didn't forget to release. It's up. It's live. I forgot to promote. But no one That's knows. That's what I did. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Well, I mean, if if the people have subscribed, they know because it's it's on their pages. We so you no know, if you don't want to miss out, if you, I'm just like I'm just saying, if people don't want to miss out, and I or I forget to promote, subscribe, and you won't miss an episode. Or you could just promote it. Promote. I could just promote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like or yeah no i could uh, yeah okay I, I could do that <laughs> imagine kevin feige swinging dick bro and just like releasing a marvel movie without even telling anyone honestly i wouldn't be surprised if they actually do that at some point at some point yeah it's like it's no like, you don't f- get a trailer you get the movie shut the fuck up yeah fuck you this whole movie like it's like i'm trying to i so i've currently completed my short film right so I'm sort of trying to put myself in the same boots. My short film, Marvel, same shit. Um, <laughs> um, I'm being asked by Film Freeway 
uh, that's uh, for people who don't know um that's where you go to sort of submit your film to film festivals and you on your sort of project page you can upload a trailer and my mm-hmm. movie's only nine and a half minutes long yeah i put anything in that trailer and it's a spoiler like the whole, I've not come this far hiding certain facts, like literally telling the whole cast and crew, like you can take photos, but you can't. I don't want. I don't want to see on your posts, like this, this, and this. And we and we did well. Like even when we did our own Instagram, like we hid that shit. And now that you've seen the movie, you like you were like you like, the first time you saw it, you were like, whoa, what? The? Like I wasn't expecting that. Yo, like what the fuck? Like exactly. No, you have to hide yeah. that shit. I think yeah. it's 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 surreal to me when it's like short film festivals like oh yeah add a trailer but like it's this movie isn't that long dude you're, you're yeah, g- giving you the movie then <laughs> exactly man and even then I learned the other day that I've uploaded the wrong version to Film Freeway so now I'm going through all the TOS of the festivals I've entered to see if I can change it <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> whoops <laughs> can I uh, can I get a mulligan real quick over here in the UK. Thanks. Can I take one Thank to you. spare? Thank you very much. Because I'm going to need one next week, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a mulligan, man. He, st- you know, he comes around every day. He oh, comes shit. around the corner. He just goes, mulligan. Sketch your mulligans. Um, he's a bit of a dick. Yeah, no. Um, at least you don't have an, uh, you know, an opera man that just screams mistake when you fuck up. Like, I feel like it's been happening a lot. Not as long as last week, but I started halfway through. <laughs> How long did I hold that note last week? Did I I don't. It was a, it was. It? I I should have, but it was it was a it was a it was a good while. I was <laughs> it, it it still blows my mind. I was like, God damn, dude, that is fucking nuts. So I want to start this episode today, Sebastian. This episode of Freeballing. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, what have you watched recently? Because I want to talk about something I've watched, and it was really weird. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, I've I've started watching a couple of shows on Hulu. Mm. Uh, all of most of them, FX shows. Actually, um, have so you watched Shorzy yet? No, not yet. Good no. I... Fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've watched You're the Worst, I've watched Atlanta, and I've watched Vida. So I'm currently making my way through those shows. If I'm correct, Dave, the, yeah. the, the artist is Little Dicky, right? That is very, very much correct. That is the bassist from Linkin Park. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. The bassist fucking from Linkin Park is now Little Dicky. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did not know that one like guitarist or bassist. I think it's bassist. Mm-hmm. I think every lead guitarist and every bassist is now gunning for me. Yep, I see them landing now. Oh yes, pitchforks, many of them. Sebastian, we've got to be, <laughs> we've got to do this quick. Um, yeah, so I watched the other day. Uh, it's a movie called Men. Now I saw this in the cinema. I saw this in a cinema for real people. It was okay. <laughs> this was not Pornhub. I know a movie called Men is a bit <laughs> sus, sus. A little bit, <laughs> tiny bit, Just like a smidgiest bit. A, a soundbite of what did he say? 
Um, it's an Alex Garland movie. Now, if you don't know the name, you know the movies. He was a part of the Dread remake with Carl Urban. It was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Love that movie. Dire- he directed Ex Machina. I mean, that movie put yeah. Oscar Isaac on the fucking map, as well as Donald Gleason. And I'm pretty sure Alicia Vikander got Best Supporting Actress for it. Awesome movie. And then he kind of fell off the face of the earth a little bit with Annihilation. Not the best movie. And now he's done Men. Now, have you seen a man give birth to himself, another version of himself, six times in a movie? I I'm, can't I'm say that I have. To, I'm gonna have to play the Jeopardy music. Do 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 do. Yeah, no, no I, I, yeah, no, uh, no, I have not. There's that is not yeah, something that has occurred in anything I've ever seen ever. <laughs> that happens in this movie six times and 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 like i'm not even fucking joking you see every excruciating detail the sound design is like reverse sex i'm pretty sure they actually played the sound of penis going into vagina backwards to get the sound design of like sometimes the feet come out first sometimes the hands and feet come out first sometimes the head came out like so like he gives birth to himself, like, you know, as you would with a man, through his, like, I'm pretty sure the first one's through his penis. Then it's through his butt. Ow! And then, like, his shoulders, like, sort of unhinge, <laughs> and he comes out through his shoulders. Then he starts coming out of the mouth, and he kind of gets stuck. Mm-hmm. And I really thought the movie, like, I came out of the movie, and I, I said to my friend, I was like, I'm pretty sure the movie knew what it wanted to say. It's just... I don't, like, the movie was so confident with what it was showing us that I was like, okay, there's, there's there's substance here, there's something here. And I come out and I'm looking at interviews and Alex Garland has done the classic interview of, oh, I think the message behind the movie is um, your own interpretation of the movie. I was like, fucking cop out, man. <laughs> That's what you say when you literally have no fucking clue what you've got yeah pretty much like there's like in terms of horror in terms of like like it 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 scared me there were genuine moments that scared me like with how real it is like sort of how real some of the stuff is until it goes completely surreal at the end and it completely lost me but there's this moment where like if you've paid attention the injuries inflicted onto the man at the end are the same on her husband who commits suicide, right? But there's this one moment where his hand comes through a letterbox. Like, I'm almost done. I'll, I'll explain this one thing and then I'm done. This hand comes through the letterbox, right? And she's she's holding a knife. Hand through arm. Like, knife through arm, right? And it's and he's like... And you think, oh, you know, the other, the other hand's going to try and squeeze through and help. No. This man just starts pulling back his hand. Oh... Oh, and the camera does not pull away i swear to god the camera pushes in as this like and it's like as like so you can't see me but i'm kind of showing sebastian how this knife sort of comes through between your middle finger yeah no i'm just it's like i'm i can feel it and i hate it (laughs) and and you're there for about a good minute and a half and me and my friend we was like Uh, make it stop <laughs> but every every 
man, sorry, I know I said it was every man in the movie is played by Rory Kinnear. And there was a great line. He plays this character called Jeffrey, who owns the Airbnb. And it's set in the countryside. So it's um mm-hmm. it's As like, you do. It's it's like the T V we don't get T V down our way, sure. We get the wicker man. <laughs> He's there in the pub. He's a shot of him playing his crossword. He goes, Come on, Jeffrey. Turn on the engines. As he's like, P.O. Oh, pomegranate. (laughs) (laughs) And I swear to God, this this pub is set up so real. There's two two guys that look like they've just finished from work in the corner, nursing a pint. Policeman comes in. Barman's already making his drink. And you've got, you know, Mr. Homeowner. Homeowners Association sitting at the bar. I was like, that that you've that is a countryside bar. That is a countryside pub. I hate the movies where it's like it's filled to the like it's filled to the brim. In Hot Fuzz it's explained why it's filled, but like other than mm-hmm. that, it's like, oh, it's a pub. We need you know, we need people over here, we need people over here. No, fuck off. <laughs> There's too many pubs in England. If you yeah. look up if you look at a map of England through pubs, you can't actually see the map of England. <laughs> That's how many little pins are like <laughs> placed on top of each other. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and about eighty percent of them probably have the word "cock" in the name as a reference to the chicken. Uh, and cock. on that bombshell, <laughs> I'm I'm just like, fuck. How do we transition into what this episode is actually about? <laughs> So I just said the phrase on that bombshell. Yeah. Which is from the TV show Top Gear. And today's episode is about TV shows. Yep. But it's it's a very specific set of TV shows. Like mm. so, the, so What TV I know shows, you, Sebastian? So you wanted me to come up with an idea. And I was um you know those um like toys and TV shows or movies that made us on Netflix series that they have? Yes. Yes. I love the aliens episode. So I happened to be watching that over the weekend and was like, I, just, I don't know why I've become obsessed with cartoons recently. And I was like, dude, I think that's the episode. We should talk about mm. the TV shows that we watched as kids mm. that helped mold us into what we are. That way we kind of have a sense of what yeah. fucked us up. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the TV. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was SpongeBob. <laughs> Oh shit! But yeah, like I we we made the cutoff age thirteen because I feel like at that po- at that point you're no longer really a kid. You're you know you're a pre you're you're a teen. You're an official teen. The 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 teen is in the age. That was annoying for me because the cutoff age was thirteen, and I was like, well, I can't remember past like nine. <laughs> <laughs> I had to really I, I had to really scrounge for some episodes, like um, yeah. not some episodes, some some TV shows here. Um, yeah. Oh, Christ, sorry, I've had a couple of drinks today. I'm on the water. Um, It's really hot over here. And a couple of... Yeah, no, it's... Like, as, it's cold as, the, as cold as the drinks were, they were delicious mm-hmm. when I was drinking them. I'm, ugh, now I just want to sit in front of a fan and die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, the TV shows I've chosen, um, just a quick explanation of how I've done it, I've done TV shows that sort of, like... I chose one at one age, at one age range, and then sort of descended down to 13. And my last one is kind of like, 
it's the cutoff point, but sort of how it shaped me at the end of so-called childhood. Because like I like how the thirteen was the cutoff because like that's your teens. That's your, you know that that is that is like an age range of itself. That's puberty, adolescence. Um, even though you are called a child by literally everyone in your family. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, um, so yeah, it just, just trying try to stop myself from choosing too many cartoons. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. But like, uh, um, so that's not to say choosing all cartoons was bad in case you have. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a good mix. It's I think majority of my list is cartoons, but like yeah, I mean like you know you went through with age ranges. I just kind of went in terms of like order of importance to me as as an overall of going into. It's that nice age that we range, have that so. variety. So people like mm-hmm. some people some people may find themselves being more like you. Some people may find themselves being like me. Exactly. I know some people like um they don't um really like, they don't comment. But like you know, they like they listen and they'll talk to me and they'll sort mm-hmm. of they'll share their thoughts. Which Same. also, my friend uh, Ryan, um, he has chosen a fighting Vecna song. Oh, back dope. To the last episode, he actually did it. I kind of forced him to do it though when I saw him today, um, <laughs> and he chose shit. <laughs> he chose shit, dude. That's fucked. He chose a Bon Jovi song. I know you chose Steel Horse. Yeah, I chose Wanted Dead or Alive. Oh, Wanted, Wanted Dead or Alive. I think he chose Wanted Dead or Alive. I thought he chose... What did he choose? Shit. <laughs> if he listens to this episode, he's going to be like, fuck's sake, mate. Like, <laughs> why do I bother telling you? You're just going to forget, like, not even two hours later. <laughs> to be honest, a lot has been on my mind this week. Uh, doing this podcast is a good uh, a good switch off. And fuck me, it's only Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and next week is going to be next Tuesday. Oh. Yeah, honestly, low-key, that's exactly... I woke up this morning and I was like, it's Tuesday. It's fucking Tuesday. Why is it... It doesn't... Oh, it just got why, to me. Why does it feel like Monday part two? <laughs> yeah. Like it just doesn't feel like a day. It just feels like a continuation of another day. <laughs> continuation of shit right um and well if you're listening to this and you've had a shit week and you need some escape well come join us on another freeboarding listicle uh who wants to kick it off off. me or you uh you can kick it off you want to rock paper scissors uh i think oh yeah i think okay ready one two rock oh Ah. well i i oh yeah i thought (laughs) we were so shit at this (laughs) three rock two Rock. I don't. Paper, I don't. Caesars. <laughs> so shit. How are fuck we you, so I'm, shit? Fuck you. I'm going first. My go. First, go. My first one is my first one is SpongeBob. Uh, I'm about less than eight years old. About that time, uh, I remember mostly about the movie coming out, and I like. I think yeah. That was when I was eight. Um, and like the reason this show, the reason I chose this show, this this cartoon over other cartoons I was watching at the time, is because. I still quote SpongeBob with my best friend to this day. Like mm-hmm. we even question it. Like, are we ever gonna grow old? And I was like, no, I and mean, we shouldn't. You, you, you do, you do need to maintain that sort of. That's 
you know, that sort of childlike quality about yourself. Otherwise, you will just become a cynical adult, you know. You know, I, I want to be able to maintain a bit of that so when I finally have kids, probably way, 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 way down the line, I can sit down with mm-hmm. them and enjoy this shit because it yeah. stayed with me. Or mm-hmm. if it's not going, like SpongeBob won't be because wah, wah, cancelled this year. Um, I'm like, hey, you want to watch something that I used to watch when I was your age? Yeah, yeah, daddy. Don't know why my kids sound like fucking ass hats on fucking helium but there we go um i want to be able to show them spongebob yeah and it's like just the bridge this show is between me and my best friend like if we have a fallout if one of us is feeling sad i know i can i know i can get to them through spongebob Mm -hmm. like through a meme through a quote through a voice note through just like hey you remember that you remember this episode of spongebob where like Patrick's like addicted to fish hooking or some shit. <laughs> and just just you know, just the pure craziness of that show. Like I watched that show back when like they couldn't even bother to be colouring in the flowers. You could Fuck. see the outline you could see the outline of the flowers in the background, I think that's what they were. And mm-hmm. they just like just colour was over them. <laughs> it's, like, it the, it's like the worst paint by numbers colouring of all time. Jesus, <laughs> and I don't know. Just like I tuned in before school, after school, even mm-hmm. even now. Every now and then, when I'm like, you know, just just every now and then, like like once a year, I'll just I'll go back to the kids' channels as well. Like, you know, see if SpongeBob's still playing. I don't recognize it. They don't they don't play the episodes I remember. If I want those episodes, yeah. I now need to go to Comedy Central of all fucking places. Remember mm-hmm. when SpongeBob first went to Comedy Central? Everyone tuned in because they thought it was going to be like. X-rated, R-rated SpongeBob, because like because of Nickelodeon, it had to air mm-hmm. at like 10 p.m. and everyone's like, "Why is SpongeBob airing at 10 p.m., bro?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just one of the shows I find myself keep going back to. On a bad day on a, on a bad day on a good day, there's there's a SpongeBob episode for you. Mm-hmm. I feel that. So take us away, Sebastian. Honestly, it's it, it's it's funny that that's kind of your explanation because it kind of feels how that's how I feel about my first pick. Um, it's a bit a bit controversial. So when I was a kid, I I didn't really watch I didn't really watch Pokemon. I didn't get into Pokemon mm-hmm. until I was like older, and that was because of the game. Yeah. Not the actual when show. I came when I came over and when I came over and forced Pokemon Go into your face. Pretty much. Like, I, I I had gotten it, and I was like, it's not something a day. But then, you know, obviously, you were really into it, so that got me into it, and it was cool. But, like, for me, what, what it was always, I was always Team Digimon. Mmm. I knew you're, I know you're a Digimon fan. Digimon, for me, was the shit. And, like, and there's just something about it that was, like, obviously in Pokemon, you know, you catch shit and they stay in these little balls and you just kind of keep them like, but at least, but in Digimon, you know, you had one, one little creature and that was your friend and he spoke to you and I, I fucking wanted that so bad, dude. I wanted it's my own po- Digimon. It's, it's, it's Pokemon for people who like were really into Peter. Yeah, I guess I, I'm not really into <laughs> Peter. So <laughs> no, but like Peter hates Pokemon, you know, you know? Yeah, it's no, like, I know. Are you catching yeah. wild animals? It's like, 
fuck off. They're not real, it's, man. It's, it's exactly, <laughs> exactly, and, and it's and like a lot of the stuff that fucking that Digimon did was like it touched on like looking back, like there was a lot of like dark shit in Digimon, but it was all really good and it was like really engaging and it's just insane. I used to watch Digimon, but like I think I watched so much Pokemon, I don't really remember the show. All I remember is how great the soundtrack was. Right? The, the first half of the movie is. It's so good. The Like, I still listen to music from the the Digimon movie soundtrack. Like, same. Let's just, let's just Fucking run it same. Um, um, all My Best Friends Are Metalheads, Less Than Jake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got The Impression That I Get, Mighty Mighty Boss Stones. Yep, yep, I yep. don't know who sings it, but You Run Around, I Run Around. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kids in America, the original yep. fucking version. Yep. And I'm pretty sure there's a few others that I'm forgetting as well. But like the first half of that movie when it's like, it's it's the kids you know from the show. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I just know that like at the point where the show was, the movie starts like, okay, you've got to, we're going way back. Like you've got to, you've got to remember, you've got to remember like season one shit. Yeah, yeah, it starts with the kids from season one, then the second mm-hmm. half of the movie is all the kids from the second season of Digimon. Ah, hey, the second half of the, uh, like, go back to the beginning. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you big <laughs> diarrhea-looking piece of shit. Yeah, honestly, it just, it, <laughs> it didn't even feel like one, it just felt like two different movies being shoved together. It is, it But really the first is. half is amazing. I fucking, that just like you got like, fusion, digivolving, it's crazy. In a movie, the, fir- the first half. The nuclear bomb, like the like their Digimon's like sort of being shit. And yeah. This this thing like using something that no one really understood at the time, the internet as a weapon, which has literally become a thing now. Yeah. Digimon predicted it. Like Digimon <laughs> predicted so much shit. It's like oh, you know, it's like like you know, Digimon's Digimon's are basically viruses. So how about one of them goes rogue? goes into the internet and finds the nuclear launch codes. It's like, wait mm-hmm. a minute. <laughs> you know, I think, honestly, my favorite part of Digimon, looking back on it, is, like, the friendships and the relationships with, the with like, the main kids, they felt yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't being played up for laughs. Like, if someone had an issue and they didn't really talk about it, obviously it festered and, and exploded, as it does in real life. And I was, it was, it's blown away because you have these kids in like this digital world and they have these monsters, but they still have those, they're still kids. They still have all these issues and insecurities that they're dealing with. Like there's issues of divorce, of like, you know, single parents, of not being able to live up to the expectations of parents or like being adopted. That's a big thing too. And it's just like, yeah. this is a fucking kid's show, but it touches everything in a way that makes sense. And it just builds so beautifully and fucking Love Digimon and the theme song and the art is great. Its art is amazing. Like I'm, I'm not a fan of more modern anime. It's just the art style is not something that I really connect with, and it's just kind of a. (laughs) You don't connect with boobs, Sebastian. (laughs) No, like like there's there's a sharpness to certain anime projects that I just don't really like. It just visually, it just don't like. Super sharp, dude. But like you know, like Yu Gi Oh, Digimon, like yeah. are like that early night, like nineties and Japanese anime. It was just I, I loved it. Yu Gi Oh pissed me off when like 
they pulled out how many hit points um a, a like a monster was doing like out of their fucking ass just mm-hmm. out of out of nowhere one like it's like oh i've spent half the episode building my character's hit points to 45000 it's like yeah well i've used the power of cultural appropriation egypt to look into the eye of ra and i bring out my big dick dark magician who just <laughs> looks at you and you die like what the fuck like honestly, as, as much as I, one, I enjoyed the right show, there. like exactly, like I enjoyed Yu-Gi-Oh, but fuck me, dude, five episodes for one match, nah, fuck that shit. It's so. Oh, there's a show called Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh no no, it's the same fucking thing. It's like yes, yeah. it's been thirty episodes, and he only threw a punch. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great voice oh, acting. Um, oh, for sure. So my my next episode. My next episode. <laughs> I keep saying episode. We we we've been doing episodes and moments of things. It's been a while since we've done like, like whole a, encompassing a, a thing things as a whole. Um, yeah. So my next one is recess, and now I'm about I'm about eight to ten years old. I'm growing up. Mm-hmm. I just want to let people know that uh, Simpsons and Futurama is in the background. I just think recess had a lot more of an impact on me because yeah. It made so I've asked like the next one after this recess and my next one are sort of like ifs and buts, candies and nuts mm. kind of thing. Um, okay, it made school in the US look awesome, dude. Uh, here I am in like what I remember as a child, gloomy as fuck, England, where like even in summer you had you had to beg a teacher like to go over to the grass and feel it to see if it was okay for the kids to go on at lunchtime. And if there was still dew or if there was moisture, then no, because you'd ruin the grass. My school had, like, at the time, I don't know if it still does it now, but at the time it was like it prided itself on, like, sort of... There was, like, it was at a time where every school was, like, sort of fighting how good, like, the aerial view of their school was. Yeah. And our school always had, like, the green field. And it's, like, something was like, ha you, you know, your school was all brown and old and, you know, filled with crackheads. Um, <laughs> and, you're, like, recess, like, there was no field. Mm-hmm. It was all con- it was all con- it was all concrete. But, like, yeah. so- somehow they made they made it look so much fun. Being mm-hmm. part, being being part of a team, like even even as kids, like you know, there's a leader, there's the smart person, there's you know, there's the there's the tough one, there's the sport one, there's the fat one, and I was and I was like, oh, that's me and my friends. I know who that is. Yes. You, you know, uh, uh, you're Gretchen, you fucking dickhead. Uh, <laughs> and you know, at the same time, me and my brother loved it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember me and my brother really connecting with too many things as children, but Recess was one of those things. We loved the movie. We loved the, we loved the like, all the Halloween specials that I actually remember being pretty creepy from time to time, the Halloween specials of Recess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gave us characters that you could believe in. Yeah. At the same, at the same time as, like, sort of... You know, there was episodes, like, I think the biggest episode that stu- that sticks with me, I think probably one of the reasons why I put this on here, was it captured that sort of, you miss a few days of school with an illness, 
and you come back and it's a completely different school. It's the episode with the stickers, mm-hmm. the, Japanese, the Japanese stickers. Everyone's got them. TJ comes back and he's used to being like King Big Dick, but he, do- he doesn't have any. And now none yeah. of the shops have them. And it was like Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you, you you could miss a you could miss a couple of days, and I'm pretty sure that's what happened to me. I missed like I was king of the Pokemon cards. You needed Pokemon cards, you came to me. Yeah, and then I missed Fucking a couple a. of days. <laughs> I missed I, I missed a couple of days, or I think half term happened, and I I didn't really like every, all of my old friends. They used to live near each other. I didn't live mm-hmm. near anyone. I live I live by myself. If I wanted to see my friends, I had to plan a sleepover like months, weeks in advance. And there yeah. had to be a reason why. It's like, oh, summer's starting. Oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. Well, well no, it's not. Um, <laughs> and I come back, and like, like you said, everyone's on Yu-Gi-Oh. Everyone has, like, um, did you have Tamagotchis in yeah. America? You had to keep mm-hmm. this little fucking thing alive, and if it pooped too oh, much, yeah, it died. I, I, yeah, the amount of times <laughs> that I, I killed one of those fucking things, it's just like, why do, you, why do I keep getting these? It just come to me to die. <laughs> And then um, Digimon did the same thing. There was like Tamagotchi Digimon yeah. specials. And I was just like, oh, I'm into fucking Pokemon cards. And I swear to God, my dumbass as a child, I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure somewhere in my t- in my time, like if I- when I get to heaven, I just need to go to God, big man. <laughs> did my dumbass throw away first first edition Pokemon cards as a kid? And he, he like big man just says. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say this is why you weren't getting into heaven, mate, but <laughs> stairs are down there, bro. I was like, oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I <know>. I un- <laughs> oh, shit. I understand, right? I'm out. And I, was, I'd like, I'd even look at my dad's cars now, and like, I think all we have is first edition, um, like the fossil, like it was like that sort of claw fossil for mm-hmm. like no Pokemon actually had that footprint. That they used as like the fossil footprint. It was like a yeah. T Rex footprint. No, no Pokemon had that footprint. Because <laughs> when you looked at the Pokedex, it had all the footprints of the Pokemon. None of them <laughs> had that. And that I think it was meant to be Kabutops. Um, I've got mm-hmm. first edition versions of those, but by that time, they weren't like they stopped doing that sort of. They realized what they'd done with like first press kind of shit. Yeah, but yeah, I got you. That that episode was like that episode of Recess with the stickers. Like it made TJ this like unbeatable character, beatable in such a mm-hmm. simple way that yeah. me as a kid, I was like, shit, that resonates, and it still resonates now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I am, I am way behind on Obi Wan, and I, the whole goddamn show has been spoiled. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, like uh, two of my friends were talking about a character, and it's like, oh, so and so at the end. It's like, don't worry, boys, I already know. They didn't even have to. They didn't have to name him. They didn't even have to say anything more, as I already know. Shit. Completely ruined. And at this point, I may as well just binge through the whole fucking thing. Fucking hell. I don't know anything about Miss Marvel, but no one's talking about that show. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's an interesting that's an interesting thing. I don't know if you've if you've seen like I did. The like the the it, um who's watching it kind of thing. The mm-hmm. the numbers. Yeah. yeah. It's been those, primarily uh, people those, of color. Those re- the- yeah, those Republicans aren't aren't a fan for some strange reason. Don't know yeah. why. <laughs> I could I couldn't, you know, I just I can't I can't put my finger on it. 
fuck me. I just I don't understand why they won't watch <laughs> yeah, the man. show about a Muslim superhero. Yeah, what? Really? <laughs> it's, cr- it's crazy. Muslims? Sure. That's insane. That's uh, that. Might as well tell us your, your second show then, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the show that I'm going with is uh, Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. Is that the one where the girl now is doing porn? Madeline yes. Ward? Yes. Make the nice. world, yes, yes, it is. I've seen some of her videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, def- I've definitely, I've definitely seen her previous work. Uh, <laughs> I know her now. <laughs> didn't get Boy Meets World in England. It's, it's, it's one when of those weird like over there. What, what, uh, what I, was the... So it went from. I, th- I want to say it's pretty much the entire '90s. I think it ended around like no, 2000, no, 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 no. 2001. Who who, uh, who aired it? Oh, who aired it? It was on um, it was on ABC. Ah, oh, so like so it. Disney, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was it was one of those shows that you know one of those coming of age shows that I watch and I still watch from time to time because it's just a, it's just a comfort thing. It's you know it's like it's a you know this this middle child trying to figure out the world and he's got the older brother that he looks up to and is like good with girls and stuff and then he has the little sister you know who's just the annoying little sister and it's seeing this kid grow up and falling in love with like the girl of his dreams that he meets and like when he's a kid so that really fucked up my notions of love it's like oh damn i found the per i found the one no you didn't you fucking idiot That's not how life actually works. You're like 12 years old. You don't know shit. <laughs> you don't know shit. You fucking moron. <laughs> but there's a lot like, of... I'm pretty sure I know a couple that were like... Their, their husband and wife now have a house, have a kid. And I'm pretty sure they were going out when they were 12 in my secondary school, high school. So that's pretty uh, cool. F- fuck them. <laughs> Uh, no, they don't do threesomes. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so like this, you know, there's it's there's something about the show that just resonated with me, and I think honestly, it's just as the stupidest reason. Like the main kid had like just annoyingly curly hair, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I never, I never really saw kids with curly hair on TV. They were always like the the nerds or like the the weirdos and the geeks and this guy was just a normal kid and was like hey i'm a normal kid and then the, eventually you know he got more character and he just became kind of annoying and was like hey i'm gonna become kind of annoying oh <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> goddamn curls they're the source of your power <laughs> pretty <laughs> but Chop like it, it t- but it's, it's you know like like digimon it touched on a lot of like serious stuff that was surprising especially you know it's uh it was a show on abc and it was a primetime show and stuff but it's like there were there's like parents dying and like abandonment and like you know again divorce is a very big thing in a lot of these shows for some fucking reason and how you know seeing how that affects and like even the transition from high school to college was like shown in a way that felt very real isn't that where the and show it, ends? With about, school, yeah. The it, ending high school? And, like, the teacher's, rough. like, fucking off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ends right around that time. And it's just... It, 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 for me, it was, it's always been one of those comfort shows, you know? Like, mm. I don't... It's one of those shows that I feel like if I hadn't seen, I don't know if I would have enjoyed as many of the shows that I grew as I saw getting older. Like, Scrubs Freaking is very days. much... 
freaks and geeks and stuff like that. Scrubs is very much like Boy Meets World, but obviously a lot more grounded. And it's mm-hmm. just that's just kind of where I'm at. It's one of those one of those big things. Like I said, it's had a major impact on me. Yeah, man. I wish I uh, I wish I knew more about the um more about the series. Uh, I apologize for not no, doing no. so. Um, yeah, beyond a certain character doing certain things now. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 what it is, bro. It's what it is. It is. <laughs> it is, what it is. <laughs> is it? Do you think you'll be one of the? Do you think you'll be one of those shows uh, that might get like a reboot or a revive down down the line? Like because you got that um, that seventy shows getting a nineties. No, it did on on Disney Channel. They did like a sequel series where oh, they focus on like shit. the leads, the leads' daughter, and she was pretty much in the same. I saw a few episodes of it, and it's pretty cool. Hmm. Wasn't bad. Okay. For, oh, like play. for a Disney Channel show, it wasn't bad. Oh, fair play, fair play. Ugh, sorry, fuck me. Right, where are we now? Oh, we're at Malcolm in the Middle. I'm eight to thirteen years old now, and this made school in the U.S. and life in the U.S. look real and not like over the top sunshine and lollipops. This, I'm pretty sure this was an answer to Recess. The creator of Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle was like, "Yo, this show sucks. Like, I want to. This is a, too like, happy. <laughs> I want to make an actual show, yeah, uh, of actual kids using everyday life as escapism. It's like, even though the family struggled, like the fam, like the characters in the show dealt with it the way I used the show as a as a as a way to sort of get away for a couple, like for like thirty minutes." Mm-hmm. and just like i just I, once again it was something i watched with my brother and you couldn't watch that show and not try and put yourself in characters shoes per episode especially yeah. like especially malcolm's shoes like mm-hmm. me mean like me and him i think being the same age as the shows come around and then sort of like getting moved from class to class getting bullied like you know sort of no learning beginning to learn your limits as a child as you sort of mm-hmm. as you learn to sort of comprehend things like your parents' lives the lives of the like the lives of others around you are affected by your words and actions that kind of thing yeah up until mm-hmm. up until this point you know tv was you know color this mm-hmm. was the first this was the first tv that sort of tried to like it was colorful but like it it subdued it yeah like it there was there was this essence of thing things are gonna go wrong and i really began to notice sort of the met like sort of the deeper message in the show when hal sort of has his midlife crisis Mm -hmm. um when his dad dies and like what fixes him is his is his mum phoning up and no matter how much they yell no matter how much they argue she she just asks him what what's wrong and he goes my dad died. And I was like, oh man I'm tearing up now like that that fucking shit hit me bro even though my both my parents are still alive it was like I I knew moments where like even though I saw my parents yell a lot they you know there mm-hmm. was still there was still there, there was still love there even though me and my yeah. brother sort of argued a lot there was still love there um, mm-hmm. and, and even then. There was that sort of you grew up with these kids, at the you know Futurama the kids never grew, like no one grows up, 
recess, no one grows up, even though they try to do recess uh, take over fifth grade or some shit. Yeah. And or, and it like it, it was like that sort of it was like it was a pilot, but and then it failed so badly they called it a special and like yeah. I'm pretty sure the actual series of it got cancelled. <laughs> um you know, Simpsons, you know, no, no one ever grew up. This is the first show where like they they actually they didn't they didn't recast the kid the kids grew up. They were going into different forms of class. Kids would just fuck off. And they mm-hmm. wouldn't even mention they wouldn't even mention them again. Yep. And then like characters would come back, and I think it was like one of the little like the girl that Malcolm likes, like because um, she's smart. And then Reese likes because she comes back with boobs. Yep. And I was like, just you know, it's fucking it, funny. I- that is the exact moment I was just thinking about, where he's like walking away. He's like, "What's her name?" As a kid, it's like there's just um. <laughs> boobs <laughs> but like as a as a kid you do start you do start to notice like you know some some girls notice girls some boys notice boys some boys notice girls some girls notice boys like whatever you noticed but you did yeah. begin to you did begin to notice that shit mm-hmm. especially in especially in England you were we were kind of forced at my age to sort of you're going to like this kind of thing fucking a there were some people that fought it and like i didn't realize how much of a struggle their life was until now really mm-hmm. i like to think i didn't make it worse i hope i didn't but like i feel I mean, that I, I, I was i was a, i was a subject of my own environment pretty much mm-hmm. wear a uniform like wear a uniform go to class learn what we tell you to learn mm-hmm. learn how to put learn how to put dick in a vagina Learn how to, you know, learn how to reproduce. So what if people don't want to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if people I don't, like, don't do it? <laughs> Why are you forcing? Like she is, she she's not been paying attention this whole class. She doesn't want to see this shit. Fucking turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe give us a book to read in our own fucking time. Ah, oh, my dad's just waved. He's just come back from the pub. Oh, nice. <laughs> He's been there for a while. Fuck me, he must be absolutely sloshed. <laughs> he left at like half five and it's 9pm now. Bruh. And the pub's only like three minutes away from my house. You can walk there. I'll take you there when you come over. Um, but yes, yeah, Malcolm Middleman. You know. And I think one thing that... The another reason why I connect to this show so much, there was moments when I first started in LA where I felt a little bit lonely. Mm-hmm. And uh, Malcolm Middle helped. Yeah. Until I brought my girlfriend around to watch it, and she was like, "Oh, I love Malcolm Middle too." And she, mm. <laughs> we don't talk about her. <laughs> no. <laughs> mm. Damn it! I was enjoying this. <laughs> right. <laughs> before I before I say too much what is your third <laughs> so this one was tricky because i was i was, I was stuck it was, it was essentially the same concept but i was just trying to decide which iteration of it and ultimately what i went with was batman beyond Ooh, nice and i love don't get me wrong batman the animated series was my shit i loved it but i saw batman beyond from the beginning as it was coming out like i think the animated series came out in like 92 93 and that's when around I was born. I think 
um, Beyond came out in like '97, so I was I was able to you know watch it and actually kind of process and enjoy it. And the idea of a teenager being Batman is just mm. too cool to not fucking be into. Yeah. You know, and like, it's one of those, you know, so one of the things that I loved about um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was like the whole message of like, anyone can wear the mask. You know, you can wear yeah. the mask and you can be the hero. And yeah. I think that's what Batman Beyond did first. Obviously, you know, you it's Bruce been Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. And then seeing this kid being like, okay, Bruce Wayne can't be Batman anymore. So I'll mm. fucking do it. Because the world is it, is needs... Is it um, Drake? Uh, his, uh, Terry McGinnis is his name. Ah, oh, okay. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I was like... I thought I knew, I thought I knew some Batman knowledge, but don't know that name. <laughs> so, you know, again, and it's... it's he's, the kid's got a similar story. His dad is working for this company and, like, was trying to cover something up. And he gets killed for it. And that leads him to, you know, become Batman. And mm-hmm. it's and seeing Bruce Wayne as a mentor to this kid and like trying to help them hone his anger and his rage into something, but the kid not losing the the innocence and the optimism that comes with still being a teen. Even if you're the rowdiest, most rebellious, there's the rebellion comes from optimism. I have to believe yeah. that. Otherwise, fucking teenagers are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was deep, bro. Like, I know that's that was, crazy. That was, like, that was one thing I wished someone had helped me with was like rage, because mm-hmm. like, I mean, I still rage today, even when I like I lose to eight year olds cracked on fucking G fuel on bloody Warzone. <laughs> I'm convinced it's all eight year olds. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> it's the, the I was so like I'm pretty sure it was a low form of bullying. My mm-hmm. brother knew. My brother knew he could beat me at Monopoly. That's why he always chose Monopoly. My brother knew he could beat me at GoldenEye and FIFA, and that's why he chose those games. And yep. part of me is like he bullied me. He knew he could mm-hmm. win, so he did. Yeah. Um. And then the other part of me now is like, or as my brother was he naturally trying to show me that you're gonna lose. Mm-hmm. sometimes you are gonna lose and that's why I could never hold on to like my brother had a football manager game and football manager comes out every year and even though this game came out every year he stayed on f- football manager 2008 and he took mm-hmm. his Barcelona team to 2023 to a year we haven't even lived yet he took like Fucking a team a. that's how long he played this game for like when he was work- yeah. like when he was doing school work it was on in the background when he mm-hmm. was watching, when he was watching football on the weekends, it was on in the background. Like when this, when he got a laptop, his Mac came into every room, and you best believe when he opened that fucker, hot, like that thing just went, because it started loading up like, <laughs> the, like the biggest football manager file of all time. Yeah, I could never hold, I could never hold one down. I did one or two seasons, but like you know what I had to do. Hmm. If I it like if I knew I was going into a tough game against like Man United or Inter Milan, or if I'm like the England manager and I'm about to face Brazil or Italy or some shit, I started a new. I, I started. You can start a game within a game. Took control of the other team no. and put the keeper in forward. Put the forward in keeper. Had like everyone up top. There's no defense. Played people. Played injured players. 
Like mm-hmm. I went to teams and like if I knew a game was coming up like a couple of months, like it in game time, I would take control of the team and be like, oh, okay, you can sell that player to me. You can sell that player to me. <laughs> Took all the best players, played them all wrong, and then like did the finish the game, then quit the, quit that game as a manager, and then go back to my main one. Fucking a. I was like, uh, and honestly, like my, and it, it's bad. It's bad. Like that is, mm-hmm. like, you know, some people listen to that and go, fuck you now. Like, just be okay with losing. Oh, I hate losing, man. Like, mm-hmm. literally, it is a mantra for my life that is, uh, I love, I love winning, but I hate yeah. losing. I hate yeah. losing more than I want to win. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I think that, like, you know, maybe I should have watched Batman Beyond then. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like you really would have liked it. Like, it's got, I know we've, we, you know, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but it has mm-hmm. like this, this cyberpunk Blade Runner feel to it. It's very futuristic and stuff. And oh, like, it, it's, it's so Dang. sick visually. And then the, the music is dope too. Like, I, it, I highly recommend you checking it out, dude. Especially yeah, if we well, plan on, you know, working on. A little, a little something, something with this IP. A little, a little, so, a little something, something. Um, a little something, something. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think where I'd be able to watch this. I we don't have we don't I'm, have HBO Max over here. Ah fuck! Well, that's exactly yeah. what I said. I think we're sad. <laughs> I'll type it into Amazon. See what Amazon says because like, like yeah. Amazon is the only one will show you where other shows and films are watchable. Like I like mm-hmm. that aspect of Amazon. It's okay. Like, hey, yeah, you know, this is over. This is over, you know, cost this much here, but it's over here for free. So like, yeah, why do you, you tell me where it's free, Amazon? You fucking <laughs> morons! Like, <laughs> if not, I'll like, just so it. Where, you'll, you know, you'll where? they'll gain your trust that way, dude. It's like, oh my god, maybe I will pay because <laughs> I will be loyal. That's no. the move. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so moving on, Edward is now twelve to thirteen years old. He's playing way too much Need for Speed. He loves cars all the time. So what's he watching every Friday with the family? He's watching Top Gear. Tune in to Richard Hammond, James May, Jeremy Clarkson ripping into each other on a weekly basis, getting Mm -hmm. celebrities thinking they can drive fast to actually drive pretty fucking slow around this lap. And it was good that they put these celebrities. It was like, okay, you have XYZ cars because you have XYZ money. All right, here's a Ford Focus. See how you can do around this race course. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. "Fuck you, you shit!" <laughs> it's all stunt drivers, isn't it, dickheads? There's a great one, Johnny Vegas. I don't know if any Americans know him, but he's a big mm-hmm. fat guy. He's a big fat guy. He was he was famous for being in a TV show. It's the name of a place, Benidorm. Mm-hmm. He he played like he he played like the sort of forty year old virgin that still goes on holiday with his mum. Um, and he's there. He's he's doing stand up at the time as well. But he's there in the car. He's going, They've given me a naff car as he's like skidding off into the fucking mud. <laughs> Jesus. But it's like yeah, I lived for the episodes where they they didn't like all three of them start in the studio and you just knew it was gonna be a special. And I was like, Yes. Cause like those the special episodes of Top Gear are fucking phenomenal the one like the one with the toyota that Jer- like jeremy spends the whole episode beating the shit out of this four by four toyota like he even like even ends it by driving it off into the sea 
Yeah. And then it and then it comes back. The picture comes back. There's about two hundred people dragging it out because it's landed on the it's landed on the beach. And Amazing. Jeremy's like, and Jeremy's like, I've been called back because this car has returned. You know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to do this. He gets in it. <laughs> this thing turns on and it's ready to go. And from that, and from then on, they um, they they put it on a podium in the mm-hmm. in, in like in the in the studio. Like you see the studio evolve from just like a warehouse with a stage on to like there's design like cars from the specials. Like Hammond makes this car called Oliver, and he fucking falls in love with it. And then yeah. that ends up being on the podium as well. If they failed on the specials, there was always like the like um. A Miata, like a Miata that would follow them throughout this, like mm. throughout the specials. Like, look, you know, you can give up. You know, if you think you're done, there's always that, and it's just there's a <laughs> dun dun. It's like they tried to kill off the Stig because he revealed who his real name was as like an XF1 driver. So they yeah. like they basically shot him off the USS Midway or some shit in a Jaguar, and they were just like, ladies and gentlemen, the Stig is dead <laughs> I just some of the lines <laughs> Jeremy used Pork. to say sometimes even my own genius astounds me like, <laughs> it's like, I may have f- fingers of butter and fists of ham but this car goes like stink that's <laughs> 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 literally what he said he used to say this car goes like stink and just ping like you, you just enjoyed three middle-aged men clearly going through a midlife crisis just enjoying cars telling you everything mm-hmm. about them and when i wasn't watching top gear i was playing need for speed most wanted Fuck i was nice. like i was i was getting like car magazines i was like i i was one of those kids that got sucked into buying the magazine to try and build the car but then once you bought the one magazine you never saw that magazine again but you saw another magazine showing you another car you can build if you buy 50 versions of the fucking magazine. It's like, here's issue one. It's like, where's the fucking issue two through 49? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Never finished one. But then, um, but it's like, it wasn't just me. It was like, my, my brother was really into cars as well. My dad was really into cars. Some of my friends back at school were really into cars as well. And like, it was all we would talk about. How mm-hmm. great, like, um, how great um like the Bugatti was. I remember the first time you saw the Bugatti. Jeremy raced it as Hammond and May were in a plane. And Jeremy actually wins. Jeremy wins. Jeremy like they, they pick a destination and Jeremy gets there in the Bugatti before James uh, before Richard Hammond and James May. And I was like, cars are great. And this show and this show and this and this show showed you how I was like, look, you know, if you're an everyday human, some of these cars are out of reach for uh, out of reach for you. So let's let yeah. us show you, let's us show you how how good they are. And I think it was the first time I came. I like council culture took something away that I liked. Jeremy mm-hmm. just you know as you got older, you just realised you know Jeremy was becoming a bit more cynical and would just he would just say stupid things. He would just do stupid things, and you just know the show was on its last legs. Fucking a. I always used to notice as well when the show would use music from like Michael Giacchino or Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. 
like there was a uh, there's a few moments where like they use um an end once and for all which is like the music that plays at the end of mass effect 3 and it actually plays at like what some people consider an ending of top gear he's driving uh an electric or, or like a hybrid aston martin mm-hmm. and he's like i don't feel the bite like i'm go i'm going up a gear and i don't feel like i'm going up a gear I don't like. I don't feel like I don't, I'm gliding on the road. I don't, I'd like, like Aston Martin is is changing. And I don't like it, and and this it, this feels like the end of something. And then it, the the episode ends, and everyone was like, "What the fuck? Is, is, what the fuck?" <laughs> and it, it wasn't like it, like if you got yeah. the annual if you got the annual book that comes out around Christmas, it was like, I never said it was the end. Did I say it was the end? No. <laughs> yeah like i just i just remember that moment uh, i remember the music and uh, it like it did feel like a crescendo that was like one of the last good episodes of top gear i remember as a kid yeah I uh, uh, you know as i was 12 and 13 like beyond then i don't know what happened uh, honestly i think i just i grew up and i think my love for games persisted over my love for cars need for speed mm-hmm. became crap need for speed became crap after most wanted was need to speed carbon and shift and we don't mm-hmm. talk about those need to speeds and then i don't know who bought out who i think need to speed bought out criterion which was doing burnout mm-hmm. and yeah. rather than like implementing like good burnout things into need to speed they literally just made need to like a a burnout with hypercars it's like this doesn't feel like need to speed this feels more like a burnout game Mm-hmm. I thought Need for Speed bought you, not the other way around. Because these games are still called Need for Speed, not Burnout. <laughs> so why are they shit? <laughs> Visual Criterion doesn't even make Need for Speed anymore. Fucking A. <laughs> yeah. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, what is your second to last man? So for me, it is uh, the George Lopez show. The uh, George Lopez show. Nice. You've spoken about this yes. before now. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it was the same same as before. It was the first time seeing, you know, Mexican specifically, but you know, Latinos on on TV, and it was it was on ABC. It was fucking prime time, dude. Like it was part of their like their lineup for a good while. It was and it did good. And like it was definitely one of those things where you watch this and you're like, oh shit, you know, we we can we can do this. Like we can be more than the fucking. A drug dealer, or we can we we don't all live in shitty fucking neighborhoods, you know. We don't all live in like rundown houses. Like this is just a middle class family dealing with shit, and you know, obviously, you know, there's there's, there's still Mexicans, so there's still some of them like like telenovela storylines, but like it's it mm. wasn't that big of a deal. It's not like they were built out homage, of like it was a homage more than anything else. Yeah, and like it's it's built out of like a reality that makes sense and a reality that you can kind of relate to, you know, like the, you know the guy who's like who's trying to be. A better father because he didn't really have a father growing up and you know he's mm. making mistakes like that and like being married to a woman who's just who's way out of his league and him trying to be like you know grateful that this fucking lady even took the time to like take a second look at this fucking potato headed motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's you know and it's and it's fun and, it was, and it's funny you know obviously not everyone is going to be like it's not George Lopez isn't everyone's cup of tea. He's very much, he knows his audience are Latinos, and that's who mm-hmm. he fucking caters to. 
So, you know, growing up, why, he was a massive... Why, why, do you have to be, why do you have to be any different? Exactly. It's like, so it's... So growing up, he was a major force of my childhood. You know, he, he was... His, his, one of his first comedy albums was one of the first comedy albums I actually listened to in its entirety. Like, he got me ah, into listening damn. to comedy albums, which is crazy. Like, that's... I didn't... I, I, that just... That's a real realization. That's a real-time realization. I had... No clue that that's how it's the case until just this very second. So that's exclusive as fuck. <laughs> he's he's uh it's not too far fetched to say without George Lopez we wouldn't have Gabriel uh, Iglesias. Oh no, absolutely not. Yeah, I absolutely say, not. Like the only reason I know George Lopez, which is why uh, you've told this story to me before, that's because I'm pretty sure we paused the Netflix special that came out in 2019. I'm pretty sure George Lopez was there. Doesn't he start? I show. think so. And yeah. you were like, you lost your shit. And I was like, who's that? And you paused it <laughs> and like, you, you told me the story. And I was like, dude. I've, yeah. got, like, I've, I've got like English comedians that are uh, pretty much like that for me. Like Lee Evans. Mm-hmm. You're like, this guy sweats. I sweat. This guy sweats a lot. Yeah. I sweat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I sweat a lot in winter. It pisses me off. <laughs> people will look at me and be like Ed you, 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 what's wrong oh no I've probably got that condition that makes you sweat a lot thanks for you know pointing it out <laughs> thanks thanks for that <laughs> yeah cheers <laughs> not self conscious about it at all um, but like and then this guy took took that and became like a pivotal comedian within mm-hmm. me and my friends' lives and it's like some of the things you talk about like being being in economy class on a plane and then as soon as the plane lands you know if there's Englishmen Englishmen on that plane because as soon as the wheels touch the ground up down get your bag even though you're bouncing up and down fucking man's like nope mm-hmm. fucking I'm getting off go. fucking pla- I'm getting off this Gotta fucking bounce. plane <laughs> yep and then like you know you got that butt cushion that you just know like <laughs> you just, like all a plane was back in the day was just compressed air that everyone was farting into, and you just know that someone op- someone had to open that door, be the first person to go in, and go. It's like a wall of farts. It's like, can I let one go into the cushion? Please, no, because then the next person's going to sit down, and then your fart's going to blow up into their face. <laughs> I don't remember farting. My eyeballs have fallen from my face. <laughs> How do I still remember this? Shit? <laughs> and then he's like, he's talking like with his, he's talking about his wife. He's, you saw him grow up, and he goes from yeah. like someone, someone trying to get laid to getting a girlfriend to having a wife. And he's like, I look mm-hmm. at my wife, and I just go, if I ever, if I ever look like you know one of those crazy old guys, I want you to shoot me. And she goes, run, monkey boy. <laughs> 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 man, Fuck, man. We got we got told off in school for calling one of the kids monkey boy because he looked like Lee Evans and he didn't know why he was too young. Um, yeah, and my whole class got told off for calling him monkey boy. Amazing, yeah. that's fucking hilarious. Of course, it was all my fault. Apparently, oh fucking Ellen, <laughs> you started it. I may have said it twenty times in one break, but you started it. <laughs> But I didn't say it first. (laughs) (laughs) Right, last one. Edward is now 13 years old and he's looking towards the future. What is he watching? 
Dum da da dum. He's watching Lost. Uh, I am in need of stories. I'm waving goodbye. I'm trying to wave bye bye to the the childish ways of TV. That sort of this is today's episode. This is mm-hmm. episode one. This is episode two. This is the first time where I realised that actual TV is marked one point one, one point two, one point three. Because it's linear storytelling with a story to tell and message to tell. I remember seeing it advertised. So I didn't start like this. It came out in 2004. I'm 10. So I'm not Mm -hmm. allowed to watch it yet. So forgive me. I started watching season three. But it was something me and my parents used to watch. Like we'd order take. We'd order. We'd order Chinese takeout. Uh, My brother would watch something of his own elsewhere but me and my yeah. mom and dad we would watch lost mm-hmm. uh and I, just, I just remember really enjoying it and i remember when it finished when it when it completely finished i remember that christmas my dad was like hey we know we know we know you love this um this shit so here here's the box set and it was the first thing i ever watched on my DVD player, I got the DVD player at the same time, like the portable one. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you could take it. You know, you could, t- you could put it in the car, and you could, you know, you could watch Simpsons or some shit. I remember, it, yeah. like, I positioned my bed in such a way, and my, and my parents never knew why until I got caught one night. I wasn't even watching Lost; I was watching Simpsons, and that's because I didn't have my headphones; they'd broken. And I was like, oh, maybe if I play real quietly, no one will hear. Uh, they heard. Um, <laughs> my dad was like, turn it off. Turn it off. Uh, oh man, it was lost. It was heroes. I had my little. Sh- I had my little shelf at the at the mm-hmm. foot of my bed. I'd turn around, like I'd bring my pillow, so like, you know, I wasn't like in my sleeping position, so I was still awake. I found if I'm in my sleeping position when I'm trying to watch stuff on my phone, I'll wake up and I'm listening to fucking frog noises in Brazil or some shit. So I've got to be. I needed to be in like a different position. So I was like, oh, maybe if mm-hmm. I'm down. Oh, then I've got my shelf, and you know, I can put books on, and I can put my portable DVD. And I watched all of Lost. It was like fucking I'm a. supposed. To, I'm supposed to be in bed. It's like fucking ten o'clock or some shit, and I'm not like I'm already like awake till like twelve watching fucking Lost. Thirteen years old, <laughs> and I just think. At the time, there was just so much sci-fi, and mm-hmm. it was like aliens, ships, space. This was like you know, J.J. Abrams and Damon Lindhoff was like, no, you know, this, this is there's subtlety to sci-fi, which is like it was a breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. and like and say say what you want about the show, uh, you know, some people like because of the way it ended the show, for them the show was crap, for some people the show ended so badly it was like. Maybe the whole thing sucked. Like, it didn't really know what it was doing. It was just, it was definitely one of those shows that was affected that was really affected by the writers' strike, if I remember, yeah. if I remember correctly. Because um, like the f- like, the first season was like, sort of it did it did an office kind of thing. Here's a decent number of episodes, but the second season was like here's twenty three. What? <laughs> but then season three out of nowhere went back down to eleven. I was like, why? Oh, that's because writers weren't getting paid. And they was like, we'll do you this many episodes and you can fucking deal with it. Yep. <laughs> um, 
but I just remember me and kind of me alone almost. There was a few friends that did watch Lost, but they weren't vocal about their likage of it. Like as soon as people started yeah. hating it, it was oh, it's popular to hate Lost and I hate it now too. But when they were with me in private, it was like, it's actually really good. I was like, fucking pipe up then, you fucking pussy hole. Because my mentality was, and this is what I've taken through to a few projects, not a few projects, but like a few TV shows and movies. I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> None of the Fast and Furious have a positive rating. None of the American Pies have a positive rating. None of the coming-of-age teen movies that I still watch today mm -hmm. with a couple of drinks with the boys. You know, no episode of Blue Mountain State has a positive rating, but yet I fucking love them all. Same. Very much same. I'll be surprised if anyone actually ever gets the coming-of-age right without being, like... You know, the coming of age with, you know, tits and drugs and underage drinking. Mm -hmm. I know we yeah. have, we, we like, we have a show that I think we kind of nailed that sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes, you know, shows go overboard, like Skins. Um, sometimes shows go too overboard or they go too surreal, like In Between Us. Like, as real as In, in Between Us was, I was like... Mm, it's not that hard to not be a virgin if you're actually really trying. Like yeah. either they're all holding each other back, <laughs> or they're just not trying hard enough. There was a there, there's a case for Will holding them back, but like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, fucking in betweeners, yeah. fucking in betweeners, fucking bus wankers. You know it's funny just just because just before I, I I saw you my last one. Um, you mentioned like recess kind of showed you how fun and how interesting school in the u.s could possibly be i had mm -hmm. that same effect from the in-betweeners it's like damn that looks that looks like i was I, I don't know what it was i was like god damn there's something about that high school experience that i feel like i would have loved and hated that's at the not, same time that's not that's not high school that's um i'm pretty sure it's college but you know but you know it, yeah. you know that it's actually rare that there's a college that mixes with like high school aged kids that was one of the things that triggered me about in between us i uh -huh. in my area where i come where i come from and from what i know in all of mm -hmm. england uh 11 to 16 is its own age range and then you've got the six formers and even if you do even if you are part of this like you've got like this is the high school of part of this school here's there's a sixth one part of the school this fix the six formers are nowhere near them kids so the fact that they all mingle together is like uh i don't know where they got that from to be honest dude i i just happened on it honestly like i was on mm. i was on netflix when i was um when i was younger i think i was like i was definitely i was in my undergrad when i found it and I was like, I was yeah. just randomly, I watched one episode and I was like, fuck, this shit is so fucking funny. So I just watched the whole <laughs> thing in like a night and I was like, oh shit, there's no more. Ah, yeah. but there's movies. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about the second movie. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't a fan of the second one. <laughs> no, no. Which is the one with the water, which is the one with the water park? Is that the second one? I think that's, isn't the second one where they go to Australia? At the one the water parks? Go to uh, we, yeah, where Will shits himself on the slide. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> it's uh, like I, you, you I, get I, what you uh, Stifler eating the truffle is bad enough for me. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it nutty? Oh. Mm-hmm. Is, is it we... fresh? Oh, so fresh! <laughs> don't don't hog it, man. Tell us how it is. So good. And he's just got the little feet. And... Ugh. What? What? Right. Tell me your final. I'm gonna mute myself. All right. So for me, it is. It was honestly, it was it was a no brainer on, on like the last one. So it's Spider Man: The Animated Series. I knew it. <laughs> the one that ended so abruptly that, like, only now they're trying to wreck on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's... it's I, I, I was... I had it on recently when I was working on stuff, and I was thinking about it. Like, I... I'm a very quippy, very sarcastic person, and I have... You are, you are indeed. And... And that is definitely a big part of my personality. And I am convinced that it, had I not watched Spider-Man when I did, that part of my personality would not be a thing. I need to go back in time and stop you from watching Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it, it's, you know, it's my, it was essentially my introduction to, to superheroes and to comic books and to this, this, this massive fucking universe of characters that are just fucking larger than life. Like I, without Spider-Man, I don't, give a shit about the mcu without spider-man i don't give a shit about comics without spider-man i don't give a shit about a lot of things honestly in hindsight wow yeah so like you know when i say like the shows that made an impact that fucking show made such an impact that it still carries on and is still my measuring stick for spider-man in spite of all the shit that we've gotten so far that is still the measuring stick for me fuck me do you know our memory of that spider-man our me- like a memory, like a core memory of me and you together. Are you talking about Michigan and me losing my shit and that poor dude because of the ending of the fucking series? <laughs> that nineties re- that nineties retro bar. We were so prepared to like, oh, the club's gonna open in a bit. We'll stay here until it opens. We ended up just staying there, drinking beers, drinking cocktails, eating wings. Watching Yo. classic nineties TV cartoons, and I dude, that was we, so fucking like, good. I was so hooked on that episode. You looked mm-hmm. at like I was like, "Oh, that was really good," and then you just looked at me and like, "Mm mm, mm I was like, "Why?" <laughs> That's where that fucking shit ended. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was that TV show with Keenan Thompson where he's in the tub. Oh yeah, all that, all that. Oh fucking hell. <laughs> I'm still on that. That poor dude was just trying to like. He was just trying to enjoy the cartoon, and I fucking. I just laid into. I was like, no, no. They ended on the cliffhanger. They never fucking resolved it. And it's funny because I, I had, I had it on, and I get to that last episode of like, this isn't fucking going anywhere. I don't know why I always think it is. <laughs> it's like, goddamn, they got me again. It's like, fuck. <laughs> they got me again. Goddamn, Madam Spider. <laughs> Can't believe she's getting a fucking movie. That's so weird, right? Mm-hmm. Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Johnson as well? yeah. yeah. Please God, please God, no. Um, I do not. I do not see, need to see Madam Spider getting repeatedly spanked. Um, <laughs> like, imagine, imagine where her career is had she not done those movies. It's honestly, I don't. I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel like she's she's done. 
better stuff oh, since then. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah, she was in the social network. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it was in social network before. Oh, God. Was it even Dakota Johnson in Social Network? Or was it? I yeah, she was. She's she, uh, she's in that scene with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. She, like his um, intro she, scene. She's um, Stanford. That's yeah, actually her name. <laughs> yeah, that that um, yeah, that's her. She majors in French, so. <laughs> Good luck with there that go. one. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> no, no, but I'm I'm saying like you know she's done good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. And you know, I remember her bottom in the social network. Well, I've never seen... Um, oh, the Fifty the Shades? Fifty Shades, no. Yeah, no, I have Never seen, never no seen Twilight, never seen Fifty Shades, and I... I got... I plenty. I got no interest. I'm good. You know, she was in um, the remake of Suspiria. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that. I remember Yeah, that kind of that. came and... That kind of came and went... Uh, yeah. What else has she been in? Was she was she the the love interest in the god awful Aaron Paul Need for Speed movie? I don't know. I never saw she it. She is. I think she is. She plays Anita because Kid Cudi comes into the fucking movie. Going, I really Anita, Anita. I was like, oh, okay, that's this movie, isn't it? <laughs> oh God. Christ. And then Rami Malek was in that movie. He gets naked in the office as his friends have come to pick him up. Uh-huh. Rami, Rami Malek Malek has had such a weird career. He started <laughs> off as like the typecast terrorist in in 24 where he's literally his whole character was just eyeballs. You know, he was actually in a show that I used to watch. It was called um The War at Home. He played mm-hmm. like the, he played like the gay best friend who was like really terrible at hiding his feelings for his best friend. Not that it matters, but is Rami Malek gay? I have no clue. I don't know because he's played, um, you know, king of the gays. Um, I mean, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. Uh, if uh, let, let's end let's end this today's episode. If you want to, if you want to find uh, some uh, some good information, watch um, Brian Stern's interview with Sasha Baron Cohen, where he's talking about why uh, he got kicked off his version of the Queen movie. Now, we're told as, like, fans, he left. No. A certain a certain band member of Queen, <clears throat> Brian May, told, told Sasha Baron Cohen, no, we're not doing that. We're not disgracing uh, Freddie Mercury's name in this movie. Fuck off. What should have happened is that there should have been two movies. There should have been a Freddie Mercury movie. There should have been a Queen movie. Because in those party scenes where Freddie's like sort of a bit of a recluse, but like like everyone seems to be in his house all the time. Yet midgets, naked midgets were walking around the house with trays of cocaine on their head. Wow. That's a hell of a that, visual. I want that movie. I want that movie. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen should just be like, "Fuck you! I'm making this movie," mm-hmm. and if not, just do what I'm. Just do what we're doing with Atari. Just rename everything. Yeah, there you go. We 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 are Sheen, and I am Medi Furkery. 
Betty Mercury. <laughs> oh, that's a great one to end on. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, what do you got? What are you going to do this week, Sebastian? I'm going to promote two episodes this week. <laughs> you goddamn right. Cool. Awesome. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone. Don't don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the script. Uh, I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.